I had many yesterday. I forgot. Proud of you both. I forgot I was 30 yesterday. <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's bring the show in on that. I don't know if we're going to think of anything better. <laughs> Listen, they should. I assume Welcome that's... to the podcast where we all drink too much. <laughs> I mean, I assume that's the the point where we would have the uh, previously on Monster Pod. Yeah, totally. <laughs> previously on Monster Pod, we forgot to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they should just know that I drink a lot. I feel it's a Canadian trait. You are clearly Canadian. Clearly, yeah. also a brand of fizzy water. Yes. <laughs> we get that here. Do you really? I haven't seen it. Yeah, I think so. We haven't had I thought that they in discontinued years. it, but then I saw it at uh, World Market. Oh, it was fun. Um, hi, people of the world. All of hello, all of the people of the world. Hello. Actually, judging by the statistics on the other podcasts that I do, hello, people of the continental U.S., specifically the Pacific Northwest and Canada. Yeah, it's right. all twelve of you. <laughs> All of Travis's passengers <laughs> and charm and charm. I say I'm just assuming that like once we launch this, you're gonna just play it repeatedly in your car as you drive, yes. right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just Great. I'm just gonna make up. Volume's like... so loud that nobody can talk over it. Yes, perfect. <laughs> that's the dream. Listen, that's what uh, I prefer in my Lyft and Uber rides. So silence, <laughs> just not having no to... blaringly loud. Absolutely, yes. Silence, so that I don't have to be awkward and talk, because I'm me. It's true. Um, yeah, I was going to say, whatever makes it so I don't have to talk, great. She said I was should, about to start a podcast. We should probably introduce the show, monsterpod.pizza, if you're looking for us on the web, <laughs> uh, an actual play podcast where the four of us are going to play Monster of the Week, and that's pretty much it. I mean... There's more to it than that, but that's the plot of the show. Seems seems fair. Four big dummies play Monster of the Week. And I'm an extra big dummy. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, so I'm Emily, your keeper, or dungeon master, if you're into that kind of role-playing game. But this isn't that kind of role-playing game. And I'm Travis. The token penis. <laughs> Yay! I have one of those. And I'm Sadie. My name is Sarah. Big name diversity. Oh, yeah. With this podcast. Oh, yeah. That's what we go for. Hello and welcome to the White People Show. <laughs> um, Isn't that just called podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna get sued so fast. <laughs> Making friends in the industry. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you guys this, but every other podcaster I have met has been a white person. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that no, that tracks. There's too many of us. Um, anyways, so Monster of the Week is a pretty simple game. Um, it's based on the Powered by the Apocalypse system, which I currently cannot think of another game that is based on that system, but they do exist. Buffy. Buffy? Buffy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a Buffy role-playing game. No shit. You're welcome for not making you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I like how... Because like, when we did online forum role-playing... Mm-hmm. I'm nerd alerting myself right now. Um, <laughs> it was always really funny to see all of the shit that it was based on, and I don't think it occurred to me that it also translated into, like, tabletop. Yep. Um, my favorite were the 
the Disney personified boards where people were like, I'm Mickey Mouse, but I'm a dude and I look like Daniel Radcliffe. That kind of thing. Because that always made so much sense. My personal favorite was I saw a Rafiki played by James Franco. (laughs) What? Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Did Emily just fall out of her chair? She did. I mean, a little bit. (laughs) Sorry. Dave would be the much better choice. To be fair, I don't know why they didn't cast James Franco in the live action. You know why. You know why. There's many reasons. There's so many reasons. Um, yeah, there was room for two white guys, three white guys, three white guys, and they were filled by better people. Yes. (laughs) Though, arguably, his friends. Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen? Seth Rogen and James Franco are are bros, aren't they? That's true. I don't know if John Oliver chills with him, but... Yeah. Welcome to the podcast where we get wildly (laughs) off topic right in the beginning. (laughs) We are Um, eight minutes into recording and we're already talking about The Lion King? (laughs) <laughs> okay, so uh, in in the game Very Monster of the Week that we are playing on this podcast where we are on topic all the time, uh, you, uh, as in Travis, Sadie, and Sarah, are monster hunters who are hunting monsters. So you choose an archetype like the Chosen, the Divine, the Flake, which has its own set of skills and backstory, and then you track and hunt various creatures using a set of moves. I, the Keeper, build the stories, control the NPCs, monsters, and make sure you guys have what you need to create a story. You guys know. You read the book. This is for everyone else. They didn't read the book. Silence. <laughs> you didn't read the book. Yeah. I skimmed uh, it. That's fine, right? Well, I think I've read it twice now. What? Listen, overachiever. Physical book? Well, not the fit. Well, the PDF of it, yeah. Okay. Um, I think what's going to be interesting is that we all have varying levels of experience with RPGs. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, Travis, you're done with the longest at this point. No. You have. I have? You're I expert. played D&D maybe three times in total in high school and then got into Dungeons & Dragons again within the last year. Because oh, I started playing because I started playing with you. Yeah. Oh, damn. Well, cool. It's yeah, all so even because Emily's of you, Sadie. Beat. It's all you're because welcome. of you. You're welcome. So, Everyone, um, you're welcome. Yeah, I mean, we all have a fair amount of Dungeons & Dragons experience, if not just from consuming large amounts of media where they play Dungeons & Dragons. I was going to yeah. say, I think I've listened to more hours of D&D than I've played D&D, but oh, for that's sure. probably oh, true yeah. of a for lot of sure. <laughs> And I feel like it, it, it's something that needs to be said that just because you have never played before doesn't mean you're not allowed to play, because oh, otherwise, course. how would you learn how to freaking play? Yeah. Are you allowed to swear <laughs> on this podcast? What? <laughs> Sadie. I fucking hope so. <laughs> oh, thank fuck. <laughs> no, I'm actually going to uh, bleep it all out with kitten meows. Oh, that'll oh, get a nice meowing. Are you going to get Tiny Cat to do it? We are going to get Tiny Cat to do it. Amazing. <laughs> She's having a very tiny nap right now, so we'll have to wake her up later. Yeah, so we all have varying levels of experience. Um, Travis, you've played Monster of the Week twice? Uh, Once. Once. And, yeah, so, I mean, this isn't going to be, like, in experienced people's only. You're not going to understand this if you haven't played before situation. Because that's not fun um, for anyone. Well, no, and I, I want to make sure that everyone like feels like they can participate in the story, because um, that's what this is all about. Uh, why don't we go over like um, the moves, the playbook moves, the roles, and the, the ratings. Um, we're going to talk about your guys' characters specifically uh, in a little bit, but yeah, let's talk about the, the rules of the game. 
if you will refer to your hunter reference sheets. Exciting stuff. So exciting. I love reference sheets. <laughs> I, I love the ones that the game came with. Um, they are super, super, super helpful, especially the keeper reference sheet. So there are seven, eight. There are eight basic moves that will pretty much get you through anything that's not just walking around living your life. You've got kick some ass, which takes care of like all of your fighting and whatnot. Um, act under pressure, which is... How would you guys describe act under pressure? It's anything that's not time sensitive, but... Yeah, when you're acting in like a... Let's like say a... you're... Yeah, you're reacting to a situation, but it, you're not necessarily fighting. Yeah. Yeah, you're throwing a grenade into the middle of a fight. Like, it's a stressful situation, but you're not actively fighting. Um, physically, yeah. like, not yeah. just uh, conceptually throwing grenade. You are, like, <laughs> physically off to the side. There's a big fight going on, and you're launching a grenade. That would not That's, be... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be weird for that to be a kick some ass roll, because on kick some ass, you always take damage as well as deal yeah, damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it yeah. would be weird to get hit by your own grenade, because that, uh, that would kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's help out, so you can help another player. And one of the... Um, mechanisms in the game that I really like is that when you say that you're rolling to help out, you actually have to say how you're helping out. You can't just be like, I rolled to help Sadie out, so she gets the plus one going forward. Instead, you have to describe like what you do to help them. Uh, you can investigate a mystery, which kind of covers your scooby-ganging of it, questioning witnesses, looking for clues, that kind of thing. Um, there's manipulating... Manipulating? Manipulating? <laughs> <laughs> there's manipulating someone which like a D&D equivalent I guess would be like persuasion, a, like a persuasion. Yeah, you're yeah. basically getting someone to do something for you when they wouldn't normally do it um, there's protecting someone which is you know like getting bystanders out of trouble that kind of thing uh, reading a bad situation which it, there's kind of some overlap with act under pressure but this is more just like tactical yeah I'd say it's probably closer to the investigate mystery Except it's more like in a stressful situation. So yeah. like there's yeah. like, oh, the monster is running at you and you're going to try to figure out like, oh, what's my best way out? Like yeah. all this sort of stuff. Like you're getting those like super pressured responses in a timely manner. Yeah. Yes. Unless the dice don't like you, then you just screw everything up. Which is my life. Uh, yeah. So reading a bad situation is just kind of like getting a grip on the situation that is happening. You're reading a bad situation. These are all very self-explanatory. And then there's Yud's magic, which covers... Like, uh, Sarah is going to use it quite a bit. I'm going to use her lots deal. of magic. <laughs> it's pretty much all you got going for you as a... I mean, what am I? What else am I going to do? Shoot the monster with a gun? Defensively. I mean, that's what I do, so... <laughs> yeah, well... Um, I just shoot the monster with a camera, so I am useless. <laughs> I mean, in our test game, you did eat fairy dust because I use the phrase, it feels like Pop Rock's taste. And I had to see if it tastes how Pop Rocks feel. You can't give a 90s kid a reference to Pop Rocks and think they're not going to try and eat it. Technically, he's a late 80s kid, but whatever. You know what? Barely late 80s. Barely. Speaking <laughs> of someone who was born in the late 80s, we're still 90s kids. Yep. It's true. We I were was 80s a kid toddlers. In the 90s. <laughs> I was an 80s infant. And that was it. <laughs> I know. I saw your baby book where your mom wrote down like all of the current events that were going on when you were born. That's adorable. Yeah. I'm sure they were super exciting. Oh no, you got to run off and talk to your dad. I had to listen about who the big world leaders were in 1989. Ooh. There were some people. 
There were some choices that were made in the 80s about political leaders. I had to listen to all that. Couldn't look at pictures of him in the bathtub. Well, no, because then you would see my penis. (laughs) Not even kidding. We got to the picture of him and his baby tum, and his mom was like, oh, you can't see that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to break to you that I've never seen your son. (laughs) So she assumes you guys live in a two-bedroom apartment, right? Yes, clearly. No, she's been here. She knows. (laughs) Probably thinks I park Travis in the closet like a vacuum. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Checks out. Would you fit in your closet? No, I would not. No. <laughs> no, we have a walk-in. Oh, I mean, yeah, the big closet I could probably fit there. I wouldn't be able to lay down, though. Well, that's not important. You sleep like a bat, so. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about ratings. You know, ratings. Oh, this like podcast the... is rated R? It should be. Well, Yeah. <laughs> No, on your uh, your playbooks or your character sheets, uh, you have a set of ratings, which are charm, cool, sharp, tough, and weird. And these cover, like, what you would add on to roles. These are, like, your uh, constitution, strength, wisdom. They're modifiers. They're the modifiers. And they're a little more limited than they are in D&D in terms of how high they can go. At any point, the highest you can ever have one of your ratings is a plus three. And the lowest it can be is a negative one, which isn't great to have a negative one. Like, it's still pretty fucking bad. Yeah, it still definitely hurts, says the person with a negative one. Yeah, so it's, yeah, I mean, surprising how much that can affect. The way the game is set up, like, you pick from a set of ratings, you don't roll for them. So everyone is going to have something that they're negative one for. Yes. I think, I can't speak for how it's all distributed but everyone's gonna have a negative one you're gonna have two plus ones a plus two and a zero yeah that sounds right it's just distributed differently depending on what kind of character you want to have so like when you do a kick some ass roll then you're gonna add plus tough or a investigate mystery is gonna be plus sharp i'm running the game i know (laughs) (laughs) so yeah those are the ratings um the rolls are pretty fun. We're not using D20s. Um, we could technically use a D12, but as Travis explained to me last time, it throws off the... Yeah, the probability is the probability completely is different. Yeah. So yeah, uh, totally all of is. the players are going to have two D6s, or just standard dice. And you're going to roll those for every single one of your rolls. Um, and I, the keeper, technically will never roll dice for keeper activities, but we'll talk about it later. I do have a assistant character that i may roll for at some point but generally speaking as a keeper i won't be rolling any dice so the way those work it's kind of a a scale um so on most things on like a plus seven or seven or higher or ten or higher you do whatever you roll to do there's no repercussions or anything um usually on a six to what is it Mm, I think it's like just like lower than a seven, generally. Lower than a a seven, you have a mixed success. Um, But I think lower than a uh, like one to six, that's an automatic failure. Yeah, one to six is an automatic failure. So you lose whatever you were trying to roll for, but you also get to mark experience whenever you have a bad roll. Yes, Yes. which is nice. Yeah, that's how you get experiences is through your failures. So if every like time what? you guys roll a one to six, you fail the thing you were doing, and you get to mark experience, but you do fail and something very bad happens. Yeah. One of you were saying something? I just said it's like life. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we all learn from our mistakes. Do we, though? <laughs> yeah, so. Or you should learn from your mistakes. Do I, Depending though? on what you're rolling for, there's going to be successes, mixed successes, and just complete failures. You get experience for those failures. Once you get uh, enough experience points, you get to level up, and there's a bunch of fun stuff that comes with that. Um, like picking new moves from your playbook or upping one of your ratings and other fun stuff. Um, there's also luck, which is fun. I don't think we've ever actually used it because we were doing one-off games, but with luck, you can use a point to bump up what you're doing to a success. So if you're like falling off a cliff and trying to save yourself, then I would definitely use that luck just to make sure that you don't die horribly because of a shitty roll but you have a finite amount of luck and then after you use up all of your points i get to start taking hard moves because you are shit out of luck <laughs> i say like the technical term is like out you're doomed right yeah you're doomed Basically. you're marked you're yeah it's very easy to kill you um, yeah it's like the 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 life version of inspiration like bardic inspiration yeah but um, when you run out of this, yeah. Um, it is very easy to die in this game. I I have almost I'm, died both times we played. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, because you only get, what is it, seven points of harm. After yeah. three points, you're unstable. So you can keep getting more harm the longer you are unstable. And after seven, you're dead. Uh, and it is possible to bring someone back from the dead, but it is very hard and there are very big consequences um, it's doable, but it's not easy. Uh, it's a little, like, supernatural in that way. I was gonna say, is it, like, supernatural? I feel like they just make it easier every season, so. They make it easier every season. Say, early, yeah, it's most, pro- probably more closely mirrors, like, early supernatural when Sam, is it Sam that died? No. Dean, Dean died. died. Someone um, came back and they were different. Yeah, it was They're Dean. always different. Um, or, like, when Buffy died, like, no one had to do big magic which is a, a construct in this game to kind of accomplish bigger stuff like opening portals to other lands and bringing people back from the dead. Um, Will, Willow had to do some messed up shit to get Buffy back. It's true. I haven't watched that episode in a long time. That's fair. It's not It's not a fun one. Uh, I'm going to say that Joyce's death ruined me forever, so um, when I start getting into the later seasons, it gets harder and harder. Yep. I sometimes cry just thinking about that episode, so... Yep. <laughs> thanks for that yep you are welcome i mean it's technically uh, my fault you watched it at all so so i i mean we obviously didn't talk about all of the mechanics in this game but that would be insane we're just gonna find out well i mean we know about them but people are gonna find out about them as we go yeah or else this and is gonna get very very boring as in all games it's so much easier to explain as you play versus explaining the rules ahead of time agreed yeah let's see we talked about leveling up so, uh, let's talk about your characters and their uh, archetypes, um, because each character playbook comes that are specific to that person. Yeah. Um, I could have sworn that I get... Nope. Okay, cool. So we're going to do character intros. Uh, let's start with uh, Sarah. Great. Let's talk about, let's talk about you. Yeah, so I'm playing um, a character archetype known as the Spooky. Um, my character's name is Thomason Key. And uh, so the thing with the Spooky is basically, like, I can do things that normal people can't. Um, she's just kind of a weird witchy person. 
Um, so in my, um, on my play sheet, I can choose like three spooky moves on top of like all the other basic moves. Um, so I have chosen premonitions. So at the start of each mystery, I roll plus weird and I get a detailed vision of something bad that's going to happen. Um, she also has hunches. So when something bad's about to happen, um, I can roll plus sharp and, I won't go into all the detail, but basically, like, if I roll good, I can get there and I can stop it. If I roll bad, we're in trouble. Uh, the last one I have is the big whammy, and that's essentially, like, I can uh, use our power, use my powers to kick some ass. So when I do a kick, kick some ass roll, I roll plus weird instead of plus tough, which, which is, is especially, yeah, I've got negative one tough and plus two weird. <laughs> you're the opposite of tough. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a tough person. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your background, like how you came to... Uh, no, we'll talk about that later when we actually describe what you guys are, are working for. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the Do you want us to go fun. into backstory or... Uh, well, uh, when we talk or about the, the, de- the department that you guys are going to be working for, we'll kind of get into why you guys are there. Great. Um, yeah, uh, I like the spooky. Uh, it's... Because there are two or three, like, magic-specific playbooks. Like, specifically the Spellslinger, which is kind of just a standard magic user. But yours kind of has that darker side, almost? Yeah, there's, like, a whole section in the playbook called the dark side. So, essentially, like, wherever my character is getting her powers from, um, it's not anywhere good. Um, So there are consequences for using those powers. Um, You can pick three tags. Um, The ones I chose are hallucinations, pain, and addiction. So essentially, if she uses her as she uses her powers, if she kind of mentally strains herself, like she's gonna start getting headaches, nosebleeds, kind of gross stuff like that. Uh, the addiction is self medication because she's seen some fucked up shit. <laughs> and I would like to say I'm trying not to make it too grim dark, but there's there's that aspect to it. I mean, I mean that comes with the the territory. Um, yeah, just kick Travis in the foot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We won't get into the gear, everybody. I'm trying to limit uh, how useful guns are, just because. I mean, I've told you guys before. I think it is very, very boring if you just like I shoot the ghoul in the head, because then it's mystery over <laughs> and it's done. done. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Which I should probably add is, shot um, in the face. The way her powers have manifested, I think I've, Emily and I have kind of worked together to develop this, but essentially she's got. These psychic powers that she uses, and then she's got some telekinesis. And that's kind of the limit. She can't do whatever she wants with magic. We're kind of keeping it to two or three cool things. Just for now. Yeah. Um, and that's an yeah. option, like, as I level up, I can pick more moves and unlock new skills, essentially. Yeah. Um, and it kind of has a story progression, like, you know, you if you practice between mysteries, then they'll get better and... It's not necessarily like you have to gain a certain amount of points to be able to do new stuff. It's just narratively what makes sense. Let's see. Uh, do you want to give a little bit of, of background about what Thomason has been up to? Oh, yeah. I can do that. Uh, so she was born um, into a really strict Catholic family. Just not is... the 900-word biography oh, no. that you sent me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone... Take a seat. We're going to talk through. No. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, she was born to, like, these really strict Catholic parents. And when she started, like, experiencing, prem- like, premonition 
through dreams and throwing her siblings across the room telekinetically. Uh, they weren't they weren't super happy with that. Uh, tried to make her suppress it. That didn't work. Um, eventually, she just kind of bailed and she made her way up to Salem, Massachusetts, which is where she are or where she is when we start. Uh, just kind of earning money as a fake psychic. I mean, she's a real psychic, but she can't really control her powers that way, at least not her premonitions that way. So she kind of just makes it up, cons people. It's pretty fun. Makes some cash. Um, cool, 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 cool. And uh, let's talk about Jimmy. Jimmy, that's me. Jimmy. Jimmy. James. James. Nope. It is Jimmy, never James. Um... Jimmy is an archetype called the Initiate, which means he's part of um, a sect slash cult slash group of people working <laughs> to... Uh, is it a cult if it's true? I don't know. Like, I guess it would depend on who you talk to, because, like, some people might consider religion a cult, but, you know. Well, it is, but... <laughs> a little bit. Um, but That's he is part of... it if it's true. He's part of a sect called the Hand of the Oracle, which um, basically has a seer telling them what's going on with the supernatural world, and they're trying to keep it under wraps more than anything else. Um, full name is Jimmy Rutherford. It is technically James, but if you call him James, he gets real butthurt about it. Um, then, <laughs> well, he does. No, I was just thinking about Joshua from Friends. <laughs> Joshua. And- no, I had a coworker whose name was Joshua, and he would not let us call him Josh. <laughs> that is a very interesting person. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the initiate is cool because it's it's a lot of, like, there's a lot of outside help that you can get because you have this whole other group of people who are doing basically the same thing you are as a group of hunters, but they're not following you around everywhere, but... Um, yeah, like I think the the move that I find the coolest is um, I've chosen a mentor for Jimmy. So as an action, we can contact the mentor, um, you roll plus sharp, um, and they can either give you the answer you're looking for, or you owe them a favor if you fail, basically. Um, which has been interesting in the couple of games we've played so far. Mm-hmm. Like when you made him a British man? Yes, when I made him a British man. That was a lot of fun for me, not so much fun for Emily. <laughs> which is really my favorite kind of fun. <laughs> um, and you've chosen two other moves, and there's one that comes yeah, prepackaged. There's, there's with... one that comes prepackaged with the initiate, which is um, somewhat like what Thomason gets, where at the beginning of every mystery, um, you roll uh plus charm and these sex can either give us useful info for the mystery or they give you some sort of like alternate mission to go on while you're trying to figure out what's going on um so there's that there's also um something called helping hand which is pretty interesting because in a, in a group setting you you want to be able to help people out so it's if you use helping hand they get plus two instead Which of plus could one prove to be very useful yes um, depending on how inept you guys are rolling yes. for your own moves which like travis said sometimes the uh, dice hate you i just <laughs> the last the last one that you picked um the last one that i picked um has more to do with like the sect as a as a whole so 
It's called Ancient Fighting Arts. So because the sect that I've created is old as fuck, um, Jimmy gets a plus one um, to harm and a plus one to protect someone when he's using an old-fashioned weapon. So uh, my favorite part about this is I have a different version of the playbook. Um, I think it's newer. Um, but that move uh, in this playbook is called Old Fashioned Carnage. Amazing. <laughs> that sounds way cooler. Write that down. Yeah, it's it's very metal. Um, but yeah, so basically when you use a sword, you inflict more harm. Yeah. Like a sword or um, nunchucks? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like sword probably like fighting sticks is another thing, an option that he had. Which I just picture Boyle in Brooklyn Nine-Nine with the devil stick. So that's really, never going to work for me. Like, <laughs> I was like, what are fighting sticks? They're like, I think it's like batons, I mean, yeah, like, like Mockingbird from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, exactly like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you've told us about the sect. Yes. Um, your sect has uh, traits. Yes, they do. That you've, got, you've gotten to pick. Yes. So... The sect gets um, two good traditions and then one bad tradition. Um, so it's, it's two, isn't it? No, it is. It's just one. It's one bad tradition, two good traditions. At least in my handbook. Weird. Hold on. Is it different in your handbook? Go to the... So they're quantifiably two-thirds good, one-third bad. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, it is one according to the... Because uh, I think the idea is you don't, you don't want, like, some random cult member coming to fuck shit up with the group of hunters. So you want them to come from a place that is two-thirds good, one-third bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You are 66% not an asshole. Ooh, would we call it 66% with Jimmy? Ah, uh, like 40%? Yeah. yeah I don't know. Seems, I'm guessing off of just your general personality. <laughs> the character's Based personality, you mean. Right, Sarah? Yeah. Well, I'm assuming, like, your personality is going to come through just a little bit. I love you, too. Um... <laughs> So the the two good traditions that I've chosen for this sect were magical lore, which is good because it gives us sort of a background in like what the fuck is going on. Um, always helpful. Always helpful. And then flexible tactics, which is just like do what you need to do to get things done? Question mark. Um, is that good? <laughs> so basically, you don't have to worry about morals. Um, yeah, that also seems to me like a sixty percent good, thirty percent bad sort of yes, situation. Exactly. Well, and then the the bad tradition is that they have dubious motives, like they're not. They're, they're not doing it for, like, the good of the world, and they're kind of sketchy, but they're, like, mostly good. Do you know what I mean? I'm just picturing Sigourney Weaver in Cabin in the Woods. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like the Bradley Whitford version of Cabin in the Woods is basically <laughs> what I picture most of the dudes in this sect being. Cool. Um, let's see. We're not going to do weapons. Um, yeah, so uh, what's Jimmy's kind of backstory in a few words because you also sent me um how many words was it 500 words something like that listen we are writers <laughs> and i Eddie am a wordy a bitch <laughs> my zero word backstory yes your zero word backstory Jimmy's <laughs> a brand yeah. new baby buddy's a blank slate yes um so the short version is um jimmy was picked up out of foster care by the sect um his father apparently was involved in it, but his father had died. Um, so he's got this, like, sort of obligation to the sect. Um, he's pretty good at being a hunter, or so he thinks. Um, and they generally operate out of, I think it's 
I don't even know if I told you where they operate out of, but um, I can check. I also have it here somewhere. That's a lot of words. It is a lot of words. No, I never told you where they operate out of. Um, but I think you're probably Boston more than anything. Um, mostly because I want you to do a Boston accent when you have to talk. <laughs> to Wicked awesome. <laughs> wicked awesome. Um, yeah, he's basically just, just been... To, just been trying to tell you to go fuck yourself in the Boston accent, but I, I can't. All about, I can say is the departed... <laughs> <laughs> that's better than me all i've got is irish cob bomb i have nothing i have i have um clam chowder and i don't think that's boston so it was uh i think that's mostly the, i think that's mostly just the kennedys um <laughs> but yeah he's basically just been living with this this sect and in this sect for the past 13 years um and he's been lent out at this point yeah, he's he's kind of a loner. Yeah, he's, not a loner. He's on loan. He's he's, he's on loan. He's kind of a loner. He's a library. He is book. a loner who is on loan. He's a <laughs> he's loner. A loner. loner. On, there you go. Loner, loner. Um. Okay, let's hear about our sweet baby boy, sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sweet baby boy. Mm. Uh, I'm playing a, a playbook called the Snoop, which is uh, basically like a like camera oper- operator, like reporter sort of deal, where. Uh, like I, my character is wildly different than the previous two in the group. <laughs> uh, I'm basically just more of a normal dude who is real good at just like oh, like finding stuff to shoot. Like I was saying, he's like more of like like shot a bunch of like nature nature documentaries sort nature of thing. Docu- nature documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the one about the nudists in Southern California. Yeah, it's a tricky one to shoot. But uh, yeah, he was basically just really good at like finding things that needed to oh be shot, and uh, decided to kind of go in like a more extreme route and try to find things that don't exist. So he was uh, searching for Bigfoot, uh, set out a couple like GPS trackers, and actually found himself a Bigfoot. But turns out that Bigfoot was also being tracked by the agency. The the agency that we haven't spoken about yet. Well, yeah. Um. I believe the proper term is a Sasquatch. Yeah. Bigfoot is the Bigfoot. <laughs> and then it's Sasquatches. So are you telling me that found Bigfoot is real in the fiction of this game? The Bigfoot. Bigfoot is real in the fiction of the game. Mothman is not real in the fiction of the game. Oh, fuck you. Just wanted to head you off at the pass. <laughs> or the bridge, rather. <laughs> oh, No. Um, do you, have you decided where where Buddy is from? I would assume he's from here. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna the Pacific say Northwest. Uh, Pacific Northwest, yeah. Where we keep the Sasquatches. Yeah, I've got like four of them in my backyard. We don't have a backyard. Well, it's a soccer field. <laughs> I think those are just big children. No, big, Sasquatches love to play soccer. Um, so, uh, what is Buddy like as a person? Uh, Buddy is a very kind idiot. He's he's real dumb, but he's real sweet at the same time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like uh, the, his charm rating is absolutely the highest of his ratings that he has in the book, and uh, is very very bad at weird. Like he he's new to the whole supernatural world, so his weird rating is at a negative one. Still getting used to. 
all the stuff that's going on. Um, and what moves did you pick? Because these moves yeah. are, are fun. Because uh, this isn't uh, in the book. This is a custom playbook that someone has created. And um, they did mention it in the, the book, but it just wasn't in there. So Okay. Um, he has some fun moves because he is a cameraman and his whole thing is people skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, the first move I picked was uh, we'll fix it in post. Which means that any footage that I could have conceivably recorded, I can go ahead and look at that at any time, just like reviewing it on my laptop, and roll investigate a mystery and try to find more clues in places that we've already been before, but get like a second chance to look at everything because I have the ability to just pop it into my laptop and check out all of the footage that yeah, I've so recorded. Yeah, so you can re-listen to interviews, um, you can look at old footage, like if you manage to, to catch a monster or something, you can kind of... yeah. Um, look at stuff that you might not have thought of when you were like in the moment running from a monster. Yeah. Um, I also went with the the I'm a reporter move, which uh, when I go to investigate a mystery by talking to a witness, I get to roll ch- my uh, charm score instead of my sharp, which is nice because charm is where most of my points were put into. Yeah, your sharp is okay, but... I mean, yeah, it's not bad. Um, and then then, uh, oh, sorry. Oh. Oh, then I also went with uh, the truthiness option, which is a fun one. Uh, That one, whatever I tell a normal person, they're going to accept that it's true. Unless it's just like I'm saying like something super wildly out there, then they might just think I'm crazy, but they're never going to think I'm lying to them. Yeah, and we kind of talked about this, like, worst case, they will think that you believe what you're saying, even if they don't, they think Yeah, even if they're not buying it. Yeah. If I try to tell them that, like, Oh, Big Ben was made out of cheese. And you're like, oh, I'm sure you believe that. Yeah. <laughs> They'll believe that I think Big Ben is made out of cheese, but they ain't going to buy it. Um, yeah, I think truthiness, sometimes depending on the context, might come down to a manipulate person role. But um, in itself, it does not have any roles attached to it. Yeah. And actually, I do want to talk about your gear a little bit because you don't have weapons. No, I instead just get a lot of camera-related gear, which will help us in, like, kind of figuring out the mysteries and, like, kind of figure out the approach that we should take to take down the monster. Then when it comes to time to take down the monster, I'm just going to kind of sit in the background. (laughs) (laughs) You guys got this. Go, team. You're the designated survivor. (laughs) Or the team cheerleader, one of the two. You can be both. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a designated cheerleader yay go. i am wearing the skirt uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> all right but uh yeah i get a lot of gear options i choose uh three recording device options of which i went with a digital video camera a digital sound recorder and a remote controlled camera drone so I have just like oh, a regular camera, like a zoom recorder, like handheld, like audio recorder sort of thing. And then just like a pretty sweet drone that I can fly around to get footage with that way. I also get uh, two detectors. I've got a GPS receiver. So I have like little like transponders that I can like put out. Like if we're trying to like oh, track down where a monster goes and I somehow get a chance to like sneak a like GPS transponder onto it. I mean, I think what we you were talking about is you uh, fed Bigfoot. Yeah. The GPS tracker. Well, at least from my understanding of monsters, they mainly eat people, so I don't want to give a people snack to somebody just to get a GPS receiver into a monster. I mean, yeah. They could be like three seconds. That seems mean. What did you feed Bigfoot to get him the transponder? Uh, I was going to say it was just like a deer. (laughs) I was like, 
See, I yeah. feel like my brain went to like cheese or peanut butter. I was like peanut butter. Like feeding a dog to get them to eat their pills. You know <laughs> what I mean? Put peanut butter. <laughs> well, if I tried to put the transponder into cheese, I would have ate it, and I would have been tracking this myself. Is true. This is very true. <laughs> it is very uh, true. I will say we played like one practice game. And I would die for Buddy. This is the thing. I think Jimmy has known Buddy for like 24 <laughs> hours and he would die for him. <laughs> well, you might have to. Yeah, we have determined that Buddy will eat anything and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just to make sure that we have a well-rounded team, because this is usually a game that's best played with um, like three to four people. Mm-hmm. Just to make sure you have everybody. Um, I created a character who is playing from the playbook The Professional, which means that they work for a government agency and have moves related to that, which since uh, the plot of this game is you guys are working for a government agency, I figured it might be good to have a person who knows what they're doing. She is a plot device. I have created a plot device (laughs) for me. Uh, so, so we don't just go on a big cheese eating excursion. Yeah. God, that sounds so. Can we do that? Well, yeah. Um. So her name is Bree Dumont, and uh, she, like I said, is the professional. So, uh, she has a very high cool rating, um, and a decent charm, just so she can talk to people, get get places. Uh, so she works for this agency that, again, I will tell you guys about, because um, you guys don't know a ton about the agency yet. I don't think you told Mostly us. Mostly because I wrote a lot of it. I wrote not. a lot of it last night. <laughs> uh, but it, since it is the United <laughs> States government, they are well financed and they have a lot of like weird tech, um, which are two of the good resources that I picked from the, the list they gave me. Um, and then the red tape is that they have dubious motives and you are on call 24-7. Uh, the way I pictured it is kind of like the BAU unit from Criminal Minds. I know some of you have seen Criminal Minds. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. But yeah, yes. so like a sub, yes, nope. sub yes. agency. Yeah, it's a sub agency. It's kind no. of an offshoot of what I imagine would be the CIA, but FBI, wasn't secretive. it? Uh, yeah. Um, this is a deep cut because it's apparently just being pulled from the internet everywhere. But what it was heavily based on was the uh, Bureau Underground from Ghosted, which was kind of a nondescript government entity that investigated uh, paranormal activity. So yeah, uh, since uh, Brie is the professional, she has a move pre-baked in called uh, Dealing with the Agency. So I can request help or gear... Uh, making excuse for a failure and roll plus sharp uh, when I do those things. So yeah, I basically interface with the the entity that you work for with the boss. Um, I also yeah, I also have mobility, which means that we get a truck, a van, or a car built for monster hun- monster hunting. <laughs> I Mon- do love hunting monsters. I can't even say that. How did you say that? Uh, hunter monsting, I think. Well, now you flip the words, even. I don't know. I don't know. But it's good for monster hunting. (laughs) And you're not even the hungover one. Um, So, yeah, I I think what's going to happen is that your car van is going to vary between 
mysteries just because you're going to be going all over the United States and like they're not going to load you in a van and drive you out to Alabama from Washington when you could just fly there. We had a very big discussion about the company Jet on our uh, trial episode. (laughs) Uh, I've also selected... Listen, you chose to play with your asshole friends. I just... (laughs) (sighs) I have also chosen the medic, which means that I can do full first aid. Um, I roll plus cool and I can stabilize injuries or heal some harm just to keep you dummies from dying. Uh, Because the thing with harm... In this game, I don't think we mentioned it, is that it is hard to get it back. Um, you can do basic first aid and regain a point, but it takes like actual time and actual materials, like a hospital visit or that kind of thing, to stabilize. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have also chosen leave no one behind, which means in combat, when I help someone escape, I roll plus sharp just to, to get them out. It's, it's kind of like a combination of helping out and reading a bad situation. It's more just to get civilians out. That kind of thing. Helpful. They're all very handy yeah, moves. So, yeah, so um, Brie is a relatively young agent, uh, which is why she has been put in charge of you idiots. <laughs> I, I was going to um, ask, is this like a punishment sort of situation? No, no. She's just kind of new to the field agent um, thing. Her father and grandmother both work for the department. So now she is trying to to make her way uh, by herself but since she is a newbie she does get the shitty jobs um which i guess leads us to going over what exactly the department is so uh our story begins with the paranormal observation department i hate that you guys talk me into that (laughs) i don't remember having to actually talk you into it i think i just said in the group chat we should call it pod and you're like yes and the decision was made (laughs) Yeah, so you guys work for the pod. We, we had to talk you into dot pizza way harder. <laughs> it's true. Um, so yeah, the the paranormal observation department, which is a highly secret, semi well funded government agency that has sworn to protect U.S. citizens from the dangers presented by uh, malevolent hauntings, vampires, ghouls, other beasts, assorted uh, monsters. The last Sixty or so years. Assorted monsters, like a Whitman sampler of beasts. <laughs> I love the orange-filled vampires. (laughs) Seriously, the Whitman's like a chocolate. Oh yeah, they do like the yeah boxes of of chocolates. Sadie's Canadian, like pot of gold. I guess. Yeah, I'm real Canadian. Do you know pot of gold? We're a normal country. No, my God. Are you, though? Sarah, I would like to remind you that Sadie has coffee crisp, and we do not. I still don't know what that is. Yep. It's... And Swedish uh, berries. And ketchup chips. uh, And all dress chips. All dress chips are... uh, I have seen those here. What? I got them, I don't know, a while back. What? Yeah. (laughs) They might have them at World Market now that I think about it. That's beyond... I got them at the gas station. Okay. Um, Anyways, so... Now that we're done done uh, dunking last... on Canada. Um, <laughs> you mean talking about how it's great? You, have really <laughs> good candies. Uh, you put gravy on your fries, which is an do. amazing idea. Oh, dude, I had some the fri- best idea. I had some fries with cheese and mushroom gravy and stuff last weekend when I was drunk, and it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh yeah, in the last 60 or so years, the department has begun to put more of a uh, emphasis on also studying the creatures they hunt instead of just murdering them. The Roswell era was very tough for everybody. Roswell, New Mexico. Aliens. Yes. They told everyone it was a weather balloon. So aliens also exist mm-hmm. in the fiction of this podcast? <laughs> I don't know why I keep being surprised by this. It's a monster podcast. Uh, <laughs> I know that when we first started playing Monster of the Week, we did have a mystery where it was an alien. But for the purpose That's of right. this podcast, I cannot confirm or deny that aliens oh. exist. Um, it is classified. <laughs> I don't have a lanyard high enough level to be able to tell you. I'm calling it now. Aliens <laughs> are the final boss. And Buddy is going to become friends with them. <laughs> he would, too. Of course he is. Well, yeah. I really want to smoke a joint with an alien. They probably got some bomb-ass space weed. Leap Glorp, this bud is dope. Yeah. That is my dream. Smart Orf, that was a dank nug. <laughs> I hate this podcast. <laughs> Only took you hey, not hey, even one full episode. I believe it was my idea. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep, just wanted to get that um, out there. I quit my highly successful ghost story podcast to be able to do this. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to remind... I didn't quit it because of this. I quit it because finding guests is really hard. <laughs> and who wants to do work, right? I'm not good at networking. I, I would just like to point out that the people that I've gathered for this podcast are... Two friends I've had for the last, what, almost 10 years? Yeah. And then my boyfriend who lives with me who physically cannot leave. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, if I tried to walk out and go to the couch, it'd only move like 10 feet. (laughs) I can't even just piss off and play video games. I'm stuck here. (laughs) Uh, Plus, he says with so much love in his heart. Two years. Woo! (laughs) Um, Back to the agency. The pod. All right. The whole point of this recording. The whole point of this recording. Uh, The main office is located in a quote unquote abandoned police office outside Everett, Washington. The uh, teams you guys are sent all over the country to do your work. Uh, The team that you guys are on has just been formed um, out of criminals uh, in some cases. And uh, it's currently considered to be kind of an experimental squad of special people. So, uh, this would be a good opportunity to, uh, before we get into our little roleplay session, um, how you guys came to be with the department. I know we've talked about how Jimmy is on loan, um, mm-hmm. and Buddy started tracking a Bigfoot that the department was already tracking, and they need people like him. Sort of. Probably. <laughs> Yeah, we'll find out. They might regret it. <laughs> um. So, uh, Sarah, why don't you tell us what Thomason did to earn herself? Yeah. So I think I mentioned that uh, she's a fraud. Uh, she was working in Salem, uh, taking advantage of the whole tourist trap thing to basically bilk old. Uh, uh, what's the word? Tourists? <sighs> no, there's an adjective in there that I've just like completely lost in my head. Basically, bilk old ladies out of their money. 
Superstitious. That was it. Thank you. That only took me 10 minutes. Um, Bilks superstitious ladies out of their money. I was thinking of like <laughs> much worse words. So, um, And that's how she got on by posing as a psychic and a medium. She got on the agency's radar, Pod's radar. Uh, and they basically found her, gave her an ultimatum. It was either come work for them or they were going to report her to the IRS for all the cash she was taking under the table. So she. So Thomason is here so she doesn't get yeah. prosecuted for tax fraud. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is how all of you came to work for the department. And uh, since this is a role playing podcast. We're going to start, like, our first mystery is going to be the, the next episode. We just wanted to kind of introduce people to the game and us. Uh, so we're going to go on a little tour of uh, the pod HQ. Huzzah! Which I have, um, I'll, I'll post the, the maps on the Instagrams, probably. Um, so yeah, you guys are looking at a map of the ground floor. Of the abandoned police station in Washington, where headquarters is. Uh, so you are dropped. Uh, you're dropped off. <laughs> you have been dropped off in front of a derelict police station. There are a handful of cars in the parking lot, but no people. What do you do? I mean, we know that the door is unlocked. So Jen- Jimmy just goes inside. Cool. Getting right to the point. Yeah, I think Thomason follows. All right, yeah. you are in the lobby of an outdated police station. Um. Now, point of order, have we met each other before? Yes. Okay. Just clarifying. Oh, yeah. This is like, this post is our post practice our... mystery. Okay. That, what happened is uh, you were gathered off site because they had to make sure that you guys were chill before they allowed you into their offices. So I'm assuming they took you out for coffee. <laughs> so I don't know that the door is open then. So let's okay, like, what do you do? back up. What do you do? <laughs> Are we supposed to knock? Is that a in-character question? That was in-character. No one answered me. <laughs> character voices. <laughs> I know, I know. Character voices. <laughs> character voices I am voices doing a character hard. voice. It just so happens that Thomson sounds exactly like me. <laughs> oh my god, you guys. <laughs> Should we take it from Buddy the- Buddy goes in the door. Yeah, the lights are on. Cool. Okay. Uh, So it's an empty police station? No. I was just waiting for one of you guys to walk in the door. Yeah, I'm up on in there. You're in the lobby of an outdated police station. There is a desk right next to the door, behind which sits a large, middle-aged security guard. How's it going? Oh, fine. Can I help you? Why Southern? Why do I always go Southern? <laughs> well, you know oh, all those Southern. Southern accents they have in Everett, Washington? You already made fun of me for this. <laughs> <laughs> And yet you did it again. <laughs> it honestly feels like deja vu right now. <laughs> yep. Hi, can I help you? Yeah, we're here. Uh, can you tell me why I'm here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're we're here for the uh the thing. The can I get the y- thing, ma'am? Can I get your names? Oh, uh, Thomason Key. Okay, so- Jimmy Rutherford. I'm buddy. So he looks at his computer screen, kind of clicks through a couple things, uh, and he pulls something up. He's like, oh, yeah, uh, if you guys will wait right here, the agent in charge of your case will be up with your badges. Are you going to wait? We get badges? Okay. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Lanyards will be handed out on a case-by-case basis. <laughs> <laughs> 
let's just say that security guard looks like Patton Oswalt. Good, good. Let's <laughs> just say, is he Patton Oswalt? <laughs> it's helpful to fan uh, to uh, cast the Netflix series ahead of time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. yes, this Agreed. will definitely be a Netflix series. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're already writing the contracts. <laughs> uh, so you guys wait uh, for a couple minutes, and then the agent who had met with you previously to discuss your employment, uh, Bree, emerges from what you thought was a utility closet on the other side of the desk from the door. What are you doing in the closet? It's a... Mm. <laughs> Do you sleep there? <laughs> no, but I did know this guy who hung in his uh, walk-in closet like a bat. Well, yeah, so that way his girlfriend doesn't see his puppy. <laughs> I love the sound of Emily Ooh. regretting this entire podcast. Oh. <laughs> well, I have badges for you so we can go downstairs and I can kind of orient you with the department. Uh, she hands you each a laminated identification card on a lanyard that has your name your photo your uh, clearance level four on there and as when did they get our photos it's the government they can do that (laughs) not classified to tell you that information anyway so these will get you (laughs) on subfloor one and two anything below that you are not cleared for so don't even fucking try but he tries <laughs> Is that going to be the new I do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she leads you into the uh, closet that you saw her emerge from, which you find out is actually an elevator. <gasps> is it? Oh. Is this the elevator that's on our map? Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> she closes the door, scans her badge on a pad next to the door, um, which also includes like normal elevator buttons. Presses one labeled subfloor one, and it takes you down to subfloor one. Ooh, uh, and that's going to be not see that coming. the square on the right of the atrium. That's the elevator. I'm working with a building generator, and it was hard. Um. Anyway, so uh, when you get down there, it's just normal elevator doors that open up into the atrium of subfloor one uh the office is kind of in the space between modern and something that you would expect to exist underneath an old police station in washington so it's not super modern but it's definitely clean well maintained um as you exit the elevator into the atrium there's a reception desk and a surprising number of potted plants and comfy looking sofas for visitors i guess (laughs) i have to ask um, are there grow lights on the plants or how do you uh Keeping those live when they're underground. It's Sarah's apartment. That's what's happening. Um, I, I don't think they're real plants. Is that relevant to this tour? <laughs> I was just curious. <laughs> that was a me question, okay. not a Thomason question. <laughs> Thomason knows okay. fuck all about plants. <laughs> Nerd. I just. <laughs> uh, no, they're not real plants. Okay, that helps. Thank you. I'm glad I can impart uh, the information you need to have a valid word picture painted in your head. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> Uh, there are people in suits going about their business. Some of them are looking at the newcomers that have appeared in their place of work, but they're basically not paying attention to you. 
Uh, Bree leads you through the lobby to a set of frosted glass double doors with the letters P-O-D stamped on them in black. Um, oh, no, I clicked off my notes before I was finished reading you that paragraph. <laughs> she leads you through those set that set of double doors and its cubicles as far as the eye can see. You are currently in the bullpen, which is marked on your map. Um, the cubicles filled with people just typing away, doing paperwork, researching, uh, fun stuff. These are where uh, the field agents do their paperwork. And if you guys are good enough, you'll also get a desk here. I don't know yeah, if that's necessarily a reward for Buddy. That's a reward for none of us. None of us like are excited by the prospect. No. Um, and then she points towards a door uh, the back wall on the right. Um, that's the break room. There's snacks. Uh, what is the snack situation? Gets a pocket full of snacks. I think everybody goes to check out the snacks <laughs> just immediately. As you go towards the break room, which I haven't written a description for, you pass uh, windows and doors leading to private offices along the bullpen. Uh, break room is a standard break room. There's a big basket on the counter with various chips, granola bars, I don't know, some red vines. <gasps> Thank God. Guess what my cargo pants pocket is now full of. Cargo pants are now full of chips, granola bars, and red vines. Jimmy immediately grabs the loudest chips possible. <laughs> and that was and in And chews them loudly into the microphone. <laughs> uh, Bree gestures towards a large fridge. Uh, make sure to label any leftovers you have in there. It gets tossed once every week. This wasn't in Emily's notes, so she's making this up as you go. <laughs> uh, bottom shelf is communal food. There's several different kinds of soda. There's a Keurig on the other wall. It's really all you need to know about the. Are you are you describing? No, your I'm not. We don't have work. snacks. <laughs> um, I'm actually describing the Portlandia office. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, are you guys done gathering your snacks? Yes, continue the tour, no, I don't think my pockets can take anymore, so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Glad we made this tour. <laughs> okay, so as you exit the break room hallway um, that is lined with more offices, also the doors to the bathrooms, I don't know if that's going to be important Helpful. for you guys or not. It will be once I finish these chips. Oh, <laughs> You enter another double set of glass doors and you enter a conference room. Bree gestures around. She's like, this is where we will do briefings when there's a case. Are we doing a briefing right now? No, there's no case. It's orientation. James. Whoa, 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 (laughs) whoa. Them's fight words. Jimmy? Uh, That's about all there is to see on this floor. There's some other bathrooms on the other side of the bullpen. It's mostly just people's offices. Uh, So I'm going to take you downstairs. Probably the most fun part of the office. Are there more snacks? Another break room? I was going to take you to meet Tech and Research, but... Oh, cool. Yeah, that's yeah, sure. where the cafeteria is. See, you just lead with food. Just lead with okay, food. Okay, so she leads you back through the bullpen to the elevator. You guys descend one more floor to subfloor two. Before you get disappointed, I forgot to mark the cafeteria on this map. So. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Emily. Um, it's that weird L-shaped room by the research labs. So, do you guys want to see research or tech development first? Cafeteria. Both sound very fascinating. (laughs) I heard it was a lasagna day. Okay, Garfield. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Garfield the snacks cleric. <laughs> so do you guys want to go see the research labs or tech development first? Uh, tech development's definitely going to sound more interesting to Buddy. You make them both sound very exciting. I just know who we have to talk to. <laughs> tech development! Let's, let's go right. with tech development. You guys head yeah. to the tech development. The tech what? development? Tech. Tech. <laughs> tact development? None of us have well, tact. Just developing thumbtacks? Well, that's why we need to go there, to develop the tact. <laughs> she leads you down a hallway to the tech development department. Which is a large open lab space where there are people in lab coats at their workstations with soldering irons on computers, tech stuff. <laughs> Building robots? <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, there's a couple labs in the back uh, that are closed off for testing purposes, um, where they are testing the gear that they will give to the uh, field agents. And you are greeted by... You are greeted by Open. That's a weird name. <laughs> you are greeted by Open. That's an, interest, yeah, that's an interesting name. You are name. greeted by a tall man in his late 30s who is well-dressed, excellent hair, prominent dark eyebrows. Uh, he also has a lab coat on and he wears his thick black frame reading glasses on a cord around his neck like someone's Nana. <laughs> Thomason is in love with him immediately. Well, he looks like Dan Lubby <laughs> in my head, so... <laughs> yes! Uh, he has a badge on that says his name is T.J. Peterson, lead of POD Weapons and Technology Development. Sup, T.J.? He does not look impressed to see you. <laughs> I wouldn't look impressed to see me either. <laughs> is this the new group of people? Really? <laughs> really? He's wearing cargo pants. <laughs> I reach into my cargo pant pocket and eat a chip. Now that checks out. <laughs> And wipe my the chip dust onto my belly. <laughs> Delightful. There's a reason he has plus two charm. And I ask him if he's yes. got any high-fiving robots. Ask in character. Do you have any high-fiving robots? No. Oh. Jesus. Could you make me a high-fiving robot? So, I'm TJ. I'm the head of this department, <laughs> clearly. Uh... We develop all of the technology that you you people take out into the field. <laughs> Sounds Seems a little pointed. <laughs> if you need me when you're out in the world, just call and we'll try to come up with something. I guess. Can we beep you? Mm -hmm. Can we beep you and call you? If we need <laughs> sorry, to James. <laughs> That's why is everyone keep calling? Can we change the name badge to Jimmy? Because it's Jimmy. It's not James. It's <laughs> did Jimmy. Did your parents name you Jimmy? <sighs> nope, they did not. Anyways, if you need something specialized, we can definitely make it. This is one of the best labs in the country, but it may take a little while, so just be prepared for that. And if you need something super weird, we might need you to find some special items or like use magic. Uh, to summarize, what that was. This is TJ, your gear master, which is not a mechanic in the game, but it is now. <laughs> um, if needed, when you're out in the world, you can call TJ to make a specialized weapon. Um, it will require a few hours, and it may result in the mystery countdown moving forward to a level that is bad. So you have to wait. Uh, he also cannot help you if you don't know what the monster's uh, weaknesses specifically. So you have to give him information. 
Okay, yeah. So if there's something you know that you need or you have an idea for something you can call him, just know that it will take a little bit of time in-game. And he, like he said, may require uh, special items or magic to be used to get it to work. Cool. Cool. So after TJ gives you the rundown of who he is and what he's all about, uh, he leads you to the back of the lab into the door leading to the armory. I like this. I'm sure you do. (laughs) Sounded mean. I didn't mean that to sound mean. (laughs) Where does Uh, Brie end and Emily begin? (laughs) (laughs) Um, The armory is a very, very nice, uh, well-maintained room lined with cabinets, gun racks, and drawers filled with various treats. Not food treats. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good, because my cargo pants are stuffed. (laughs) In the center of the room, there is a metal table on which rests three items. Presents. TJ gestures to them and says, based on what we know about you as people, we have uh, developed an item for each of you that should come in handy when you're out doing whatever it is you people do. Oh, cool. Uh, so who wants to go first? Me, Actually, me, no, me, no, me, no. Me. I'm going to have you roll dice for this. Oh, <laughs> this is a dice yes. rolling game. We're so going to add plus charm. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> well, I have a six total. Okay. Gotta dig out. Where the fuck are my d6s? Here we go. Just roll one. I have a seven. Oh, we just total. rolling one? No, two. Oh, just one? Oh, okay. So, yeah, seven. I can't remember what my plus charm is. Did Sarah Did Sarah not come to class prepared? I, they were on the table. I had to she dig them not. out of the bag. Okay, I got uh, 10 plus one, 11. Okay, so, Thomason, uh, you are gestured forward first. He has a question. On the table, you've. I assure you, he does not. <laughs> Dan Levy would be I was going to say, Sarah, I need you to Google Dan Levy and tell me if he would be uh, impressed. Yeah, probably not. Uh, so he gestures the table um, to a small jewelry box, which he hands to you. It contains a silver ring with a perfectly round blue stone streaked with black veins. Um, like, yeah, he gives it to you. Whatever. Thanks, I guess. You can use it to channel your powers if you, like, take the time to develop a connection with it. Um, and it should help reduce some of the negative effects. But we also don't know exactly what's going on inside your head. Yeah, Neil, neither do I. <laughs> Dude gave you a ring the first know, day because he has a crush on me. <laughs> doesn't know you yet oh, obviously thanks there you James <laughs> listen <laughs> James uh, Jimmy James <clears throat> Jimmy James yep no <laughs> still no uh, Jimmy you're up next um, cool. he hands you what looks like a uh, telescoping police baton. Uh, go ahead and what? give that. A, go ahead and give it a flick, kind of like you're opening one of those plastic lightsabers. He immediately does that uh, with no time. It's a very, what very means. thin and very, very light sword. <gasps> That's so cool. <laughs> it's a thing that looks like another thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's very, very thin and very, very light. It's not going to do a lot of damage, 
but we did have it blessed by three different priests, so it should be pretty helpful against some. How things. do I get it to go There's back? A button on the side. Helpful. It's like a switchblade sword. <laughs> so cool. I know we are cool. I said the thing was cool, but yeah. <laughs> Cargo pants, you're up. Sir. So from the second you walked in, you probably knew this item was for you. It is a longboard. Oh, what? dope! With a uh, like a webbed like cloth handle on the back. Okay. Go ahead and push that uh, bolt on the top right wheel. I do that. It springs out into a square shield. What? I have a shield board? Everyone got like, cooler stuff It pops stuff out of the me. front so I could be skateboarding no. and have a shield in no, front of like me? No, like you're or? holding the shield up. I'm, you're holding oh, the board okay, up in yeah. front of you so the wheels are facing you. Yeah. Uh, so that handle's on the bottom and then it kind of separates. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so it should... he gets a sword, he gets a shield, I get jewelry. <laughs> Did I not say that it would help you control your powers? Yeah, but I have those already. Look, man, I'm just going off of the information I was given. <laughs> anyway. Just take your pretty ring and quiet. Anyway, cargo Shut pants. Up, it should provide armor. Uh, plus one armor. Ooh. And it does take one hand to operate it, so just keep that in <clears> mind. <throat> like, no two-handed attacks, which I'm pretty sure you could figure out. Maybe. How to attack something? I don't think I got that in me. But right. I can skateboard away now. Well, you got your stuff. Go on. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're done in that room. Um, gonna head to whatever I said the other thing was. Research. Which is also a big open lab filled with people. But these people are looking into microscopes and doing fun science. You are greeted by a uh, medium height woman. Um, her hair is pulled back and kind of frizzy. Like, she's been working very hard. So she also has a lab coat on, and her badge says that her name is Vanessa Vu, who looks like Constance Wu in Emily's head. <laughs> There's also, you notice, a very large greenish-red blood stain on one of the sleeves of her jacket. Are you guys the, the new recruits? Uh, yeah, are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. Why? Uh, you got a little, uh... Two points blood. to stain. Blood. Oh, that's just ghoul blood. I wouldn't worry about it. We were dissecting one earlier. Ew. What the fuck? Sentence. No, I'm uh, a specimen research research special. <laughs> Those are a lot of <laughs> words at all at once. <laughs> this is right up there with Barbley's sibbings. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a specimen research specialist. So, like, whenever you guys capture something or bring us back, uh, like, samples, then we take a look at it so we can build a database of stuff to help you later. That's handy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the one that's been assigned to your... The one. I'm the specialist that's been assigned to your team. So, if you need help, you can just call me with, like, a list of traits and I can give you suggestions, or you can also send me stuff to run lab tests, uh, but that's going to take a while, because, you know, we have to get the sample here, and then I have to do the test, and then we have to, like, get you the information, so, like, whatever. I'm just going to say, these are great resources you're giving us, Emily, and I can't wait to forget that we have them. <laughs> I'm taking notes so that we don't forget that we have yeah, them. Note-taking. I'm glad someone's responsible. If I mean, you guys forget about TJ. I'm gonna be very upset. <laughs> How could you ever forget about TJ? 
He hates us so much. When we <laughs> He's your cue. I love it. Yeah, that's all I have for you, fashion research wise. Uh, so, Bree, thanks, Vanessa. We got gifts in the other one. We yes. don't get gifts here. Look, man. If you had picked research labs first, the tech development gifts would have been more like exciting. But so no gifts in research. Anyways, a little like pocket-sized monster I could just have with me. Oh no, we oh, haven't developed buddy. those yet. Do Pokemon oh, exist in the fiction I'll... of this podcast? Pokemon do not exist <laughs> in the fiction of this podcast. Uh, Mogwai do though. So, ooh, <laughs> I will absolutely feed it after midnight. <laughs> no doubt. So Bree starts to usher you out of the room. Um, she's like, why don't we take you guys to one of the training rooms so you can kind of start working with your, your new presence. And, uh, we'll wait for a case to come in. And then Thomason. Uh-oh. I need you to roll me. Plus. Sorry, I put my dice away. I forgot we were doing this. Okay, I got it. <laughs> roll me plus weird. Plus weird? hmm Okay, I did roll a five that time, but with, um, with. Uh, my plus weird, it's seven. Okay, so you rolled a seven? Yes, I rolled a seven. Okay, so Thomason, as you guys exit the lab, you are hit with a vision oh, of an old... What? I just said, oh, goody. I'm excited for my first vision. You are struck with a vision of an old man lying in bed. A dark shadow stands over him. The bedroom door slams shut. And you have a nosebleed for your trouble. Thanks. Great. Gonna wipe that away kind of subtly. So you're not telling the group about it? Not right now. I don't know what it means. Uh, as you have this vision, a nondescript NPC in a suit walks down the hall, hands Bree a file. She looks at it and says, we have to go. So no training then? I mean, we'll get to the training later, but according to this, an old man has died, crushed by an armoire that fell on his face. Well, that's not what you want. Huh. Yeah, I don't think they would normally call us about this, but it looks like the doors were locked from the inside and there were scorch marks on the floor, so I guess we have our mission. You said it was an old man? Yes. Okay, no reason. Presumably we'll have done some nice like musical interlude between the end of the episode and what we're doing right now. That sounds nice. Yeah. Um, we recorded that, what, like a month ago? Yeah. So we're coming back because we didn't end the episode properly when we recorded it. I think because we were all too relieved. I was going to say, it's almost <laughs> like we don't know what we're doing. That it was over? Yeah. So thank you for listening to that first episode. We're going to give all of our closing shit a try to see if it it works. <laughs> I wrote the script, so let's just go down the list. Uh, so you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MonsterPodRPG. You can find us on the internet at MonsterPod.Pizza. Thanks to Lisa for our cover art. You can find her at LisaSpiller.com. And thanks to Gumbel for our theme song. You can also subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or whatever your podcast app of choice is. Um, it helps people find us. And uh, yeah, that's... Good work, everybody. We we ended the episode, and I'm excited to see what happens next. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yay!